It has been just over a year since Russia invaded Ukraine, and in that time, roughly 19,000 civilian lives have been lost, and more than 8 million people have become refugees forced to leave their native land. Thinking about the events that have unfolded in Ukraine over the last 12 months, we decided to reconnect with a Vermonter we spoke with a year ago when the war started, Roman Kokodiniak from Cabot. He's a post-World War II immigrant to the United States, arriving here in 1950 as a young boy. Roman Kokodiniak joins me now again on the line 12 months into the war in Ukraine. Thank you so much for speaking with us again. Thank you, Mitch. So, Roman, you do have a lot of connections to Ukraine with some family, friends, former colleagues living there. When we spoke a year ago, you told us about your friend, Michael, I believe his name was, who had chosen to stay in his high-rise apartment on the left bank in Kiev. How is Michael doing? Is he still working at the parliament there? He's still working at the parliament. Um, Shortly after you and I spoke last winter, the Vermont legislature and the governor held an event where they announced $666,000 in aid to Ukraine, $1 per Vermonter. And on the line, during that presentation by the governor and legislators, Michael listened in and then shared the audio with parliament members. So he's doing okay. Um, I spoke to him a, a couple of months ago when there was a lot of bombing of infrastructure facilities, energy facilities, and he was standing, he said, about an hour earlier, looking out the window towards the east, towards the uh, electrical transformer that he saw completely destroyed in that moment. So it's been up and down, but he, um, he's been hanging in there and uh, very positive and very, very supportive of his country and his president. I have to ask about your your family as well. Uh, The last time we spoke, you mentioned that that you had family members in, I believe, central and western Ukraine. Um, They were helping refugees. How are they doing now? How are you able to communicate with them? Well, they're still helping people. Um, They're doing fine. I I spoke to them um, around the holidays in early January. One of the things that I'm aware of in my conversations with family and colleagues is that Increasingly over this past year, everyone has had someone in their lives that they've either lost or have had their homes destroyed in some way damaged by this war. For example, I spoke to my friend Victor, who's the head of the Environmental Studies Department at the oldest university in Cave, and he has a cousin in Kherson, south of the city, and this cousin has been arrested and told that he he's being accused of collaborating with Ukrainians, giving them site locations and things like that. And if he doesn't cooperate with them, they will take his children, his two children, young kids, to Russia. So they're um, they're threatening him, and it's a, you know a painful process for Victor to hear that. And that's not, Roman, that, that's not some idle threat either. We've been hearing about this in, in the national, international news a lot about Ukrainian children who are now just being put up for adoption in Russia, taken away from Ukraine, and, and who knows even if their family can get in touch with them. Is that right? It is right. It is correct. Do you think the resolve of the Ukrainian people, combined with international aid and everything else that's needed, will be enough to resist Putin to resist the Russian aggression? I hope so. You know, I'm, I'm torn on that topic because 
I'm not a pacifist, but I certainly believe in demilitarization as much as possible. Um, in this case, I think that there's a, a justified defense. This is an unprovoked invasion. The concern that I have is that I think that there will be some resolution, but I'm a little concerned with the increased militarization of Ukraine. We're talking about enormous amounts of military hardware. And you know, I think that in terms of the parallels within our own country, in terms of guns and violence. And so I, I'm, I'm a little concerned with militarization of this country that has not needed it. But don't they need it now, Roman? I mean, you know, President Zelensky is saying that, you know, they need the tanks. They need more guns. They, they need something to fight back against this, this much larger, much more powerful country with, with almost limitless military disposal. I, I agree with you, and I think they need it, and that's where I'm in my, I'm conflicted, because at the same time, what I saw happening in Ukraine was social change through peaceful protests and de- demonstration, and the strength of institutions. Military aid is important, but I think there's a need for moral support. All of us, in most cases, we have a little device in our hands, and that device is very powerful. I encourage... Vermonters, um, who have done a tremendous job so far. I am part of a vigil twice a week, and I'm impressed with the commitment and dedication of people who participate in that and who who pass us by. Where is that vigil held, Roman? It's held on State Street in front of the federal building and post office in Montpelier, and people are welcome to join us. Ukrainians and Belarusians and Russian opposition to this war needs support. And I encourage people to get on their device and send a a note of encouragement. Recognize what they're doing, because it's not just a military, it's a military effort. It's also an effort of strength and determination and character. There is an opposition that is, is being suppressed, and they need to hear that we encourage them. We, we know that they're there. Roman Kokodiniak moved to Vermont in 1973 and worked in child advocacy in Chittenden County before moving to Cabot and became a project director on environmental awareness for the International Science Council in Ukraine. He's also served as an interpreter for journalists visiting Ukraine, including former Vermont public reporter John Dillon. Roman Kokodiniak, thank you so much for speaking with us again, and I wish health and safety for all those that you still love and care about in Ukraine. Thank you, Mitch, and keep up the good work.